Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. I debated all week with my colleague, uh, Nick Wright, on First Things First, about Jordan v. LeBron. Because LeBron obviously brought up that he's the greatest player ever at the All-Star Weekend, so we debated it several times. And I I taught him. I taught him lessons, and I schooled him on how, as great as LeBron is, he's second to Michael Jordan. But Isaiah Thomas, who we love, we both know well, been on this show. And can I say this? You know this, Chris. I trashed Michael Jordan for what he did to Zeke. I, Zeke belonged on the Dream Team. Absolutely. I, what he did was totally, totally wrong, and Mike should have never done that. A chance of putting all those great p- players on a one team at that time and to deny Isaiah that was wrong. Yeah, but, it, but it, I got another I, issue with Isaiah. But I'm just Isaiah say that. Thomas, Rob, and I don't think I, I got to be honest. I don't think a lot of the younger people, and I'm not talking about 13 year olds. No, no, I'm I, talking about younger. They have no idea. writers and and people that are covering the sport, but who are younger, they don't understand. Like there is no way Isaiah Thomas should not have been on that team. Like, no it way, like, no oh, how, Chris. No they way. could have been him or Stockton. No. No. Isaiah, as good as John Stockton was, and he's great, deserved Hall of Famer, top 75 team, top 50, all that. Isaiah Thomas was better, way better. I mean, it just it, Isaiah Thomas was the building block on a mini dynasty. No, no doubt. And on Chris, a team that beat Bird, Jordan, and Magic. All in their primes, and he yes. didn't have a top fifty, a second fifty nope. top player on his team. I mean, nope. like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. But, uh, but I do. I'm going to take Isaiah. Well, let's hear time. what he let's said hear. first. Here he is, Isaiah Thomas on the goat debate. When you talk about he and Kareem in terms of their twenty year dominance over a sport, that is the conversation in terms of, in my opinion, who's the best to ever do it. By the time he's done playing, he may have passed Kareem. Mm-hmm. When he passes Kareem in scoring, you have to anoint okay. him as the GOAT. So he, if you did, if they didn't pick it up, Rob, he, he's that Isaiah's talking about is LeBron James. And he's saying he didn't even have Jordan in the discussion. He said it was Kareem and LeBron. And it's going to be LeBron once he passes Kareem. Your thoughts? All right. Like I told you. Here's where I part with Isaiah and, and Zeke because I, I think it's a disingenuous conversation. And I get it. He has an ax to grind. He can't let that go. And I, I, Chris, I get it. But if you're going to have him chime in on anything like that, then you got to give the backstory and let people know. Because if you're just acting like I'm taking everything into consideration and – and he, he, you know, he wronged me, but I'm not counting that. It's just, I'm sorry. Right. I, I it, it's not like you're asking uh, Magic, even. Right. Right? Or Dr. J or 
You're asking somebody that has an issue with Michael Jordan. Right, who was, who was cut deep, Chris, by, by Michael Jordan. So, so he's not, he can't give it to you. He can't be honest and straightforward in this. He has to remove himself from that conversation to be honest. And, and he can sit here all day in my face and say, oh, no, it has nothing to do with that. And, Chris, I won't believe him. I, I'm sorry. Because what Jordan did to him was the ultimate. And it was bad. And, and it shouldn't have happened. I, I get it that, that Isaiah is mad. He should be mad. I, I, I just Even Michael Jordan should have owned up to it, Chris, in the documentary. He should have. Because he was still like, oh, I don't have anything to do with that. If you want to say right. I did it. I, come on, Mike. No. Everybody knows you had a hand in it. And he was mad because they froze him out in that All-Star game. Right, Chris? Yep. And, and Isaiah it, denies that. Right. But it happened. But. <laughs> we know it happened, Chris. Uh, yeah, right. Nobody's owning up to anything. This is what yeah. I'm saying. So, so I, I, you know, for Isaiah to talk about – and then he even hedges it because he's given Kareem love because he's the all-time leading scorer now. And as soon as uh, LeBron passes him, really? Is that that's going to make the difference? You know, like, I just can't get with that. I really can't. Um, I, 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 I hear it and, and I kind of shut down because I, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's a real honest conversation because of the damage that was done in this relationship. I, that's yeah, just, I, 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 I do, Chris. Look, Isaiah is beyond worthy of having his opinion. Of course, everybody can of have course. an opinion. But that's Isaiah not what I said. Is, yeah, oh, he absolutely. is an authoritative Dude, he was voice. one of the greatest basketball players who ever played. Right. And, and Rob, Isaiah looks at – like, I, I've heard him before, and I think he can make stronger arguments to where – and I agree with you. I do think his bias against Michael Jordan, that is understandable, is a, part, there, a big Chris, part of right? it. It's, it's a there. big part of it, yeah. Um, so there's no question about that. But I'm j- I, I think the greatest argument for LeBron James is not he's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar right. at the all-time that, scoring That's list. the argument, the most that points? Doesn't, yeah, I mean, if, if that were the case, then we would all consider, and, and maybe Isaiah does right now, but we would all consider Kareem as the greatest player of all time. Kareem got would be more too, accolades then. Calm, than, calm, than uh, LeBron. And, and Carl Malone would be too. Yeah, right, right. It, that's a great point. So you don't just go by... Scoring, like I think, look, one of the arguments, if you want to argue LeBron is the GOAT, one of the arguments will be longevity. And because, like, he, his, I mean, he's in his 19th year putting up astronomical numbers. And so you'll be able to say he basically, he almost did it twice as long as Michael Jordan. And he'll have all these rates. He'll be the only player in the top five in scoring and assists. Uh, he's going to be the all-time leading scorer. Like it's going, that's going to be the uh, one of the huge arguments. But even in that, Rob, it can work against him because at this point, at least, he's had 18 years and only four championships. And what if he plays to 22, Chris? The next four, right? He wants to play with Bronny, and and he doesn't win again. And then you've played 22 years, right. With four championships in I, a I don't, sport where does, we really grade championships big. It's not right. baseball, yeah. Right. I, no, that's I. That's where it can work against you because Michael Jordan, 
had 11 healthy seasons with the Bulls, and he won six championships. And even if you want to throw in the two years in Washington, which, yeah, technically that's on the record. So he had 13 full seasons in the NBA. And, and, and he won almost six half the time he won. Right, he was winning. So that's where it could work against LeBron. But just I value, and I think we all do, Rob, because when you look at these debates, regardless of the sport, most times you value the peak over longevity. Like Hank Aaron, let's forget, let's move out, let's let's not consider right now Barry Bonds. Okay. When Hank Aaron was the home run king, was anybody robbed? Yeah, of course he's an all-time great and he's one of the handful of best players ever no, played. I know what you're going to ask me. Was anybody saying he was the best player ever or even the best home run hitter necessarily ever? No, because uh, and it was still Babe Ruth because he had right. the, the home runs, Chris Perr, like 14.1 at-bats. He had the better ratio. And a lot of people said Willie Mays was the better all-around player like LeBron, Chris, who Willie Mays could steal bases, was a great center fielder, had right. 660 home runs. He didn't have 753, but he had 660. You know, so yeah, Willie I Mays, heard more people, including my father, say Willie Mays was be- the best ever yes. over Hank Aaron, despite the home run numbers. Right, and Hank Aaron, and Hank Aaron, Aaron never hit Hank Aaron. Right, not at all. But Hank Aaron never hit uh, fifty homers in a season. Right, he was he was really consistent. It was unbelievable yes. to be honest. And so uh, Babe Ruth, I think, had four or five seasons. Of 50 or more more. homers, and obviously the 61 or 60. Was it 60? 60, because Roger Maris had 61. Roger Maris had 61. But, uh, yeah, Hank never had over 50. So my point is that's an example of us valuing a peak. You know, Babe Ruth hit a higher level, but Hank Aaron did it for a longer time. So we're valuing peak over longevity. Another one, Rob, would be Emmitt Smith. I, I don't think anybody... As great, and Emmitt Smith, this takes nothing away from him. D- does anybody consider him the greatest running back ever? Because he's the argument, leading rusher see, see, all here's time. the thing. He reminds me more of LeBron from this standpoint. Emmitt Smith was a all-around running back, Chris. He could catch from the backfield. He right. could block. He could rush, you know, the football. He could do all of those things. But if you were to start a team... 99% of the people would pick Barry Sanders first. Is that fair? And that's just, yeah, and that's just one running back. Right, I'm just saying. I mean, it, I think it, Walter Because they Payton, were playing at the Eric same Dickerson, time. Man, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of them that, that people might take over, that I think would take over Emmitt Smith. And again, as great as he was, but he's the all-time leading rusher. But again, nobody says he's the greatest running back we've ever seen. So that's the thing. And yeah, I, look, I, I've talked to Isaiah about this. Isaiah Thomas is Rob the he says and and he may we know he's got the beef with Jordan but he may really believe I don't know it's hard to it's no, hard to I judge can't get into because guys of right, mine because but of what, but he can say this he and he told me he beat Michael Jordan consistently that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you still can't look at what he was able no, to accomplish not. and 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 but I'm just ten saying, times he may, scoring he leader. May yeah. think that he's that LeBron is better. There are yeah. those that do think that. 
And I just think, but though, he's that not even in the conversation with Isaiah Chris. That's the problem I have. Yeah, he's that, not even, that's the he's part not even where willing you know to entertain it's taking digs. That's right. Taking he's not even digs, willing yeah. to entertain Jordan, who is six and zero. Like, not even entertain him. Come right. on, that's where you know it's taking digs. But I'm just saying, Isaiah, and that's my point is that should be his argument. Like, if he goes on there and says, "Look, Stephen A. Jordan was phenomenal. Obviously, I know that we we played him so many years, but I used to beat him, man." Like, I, I can't say, like, if Isaiah said that, I can't say he's the GOAT, Stephen A., because they was on first take when he was talking about it. Because I used to beat up on Michael Jordan as a team. Obviously, Isaiah didn't do it by himself. I mean, Jordan was putting, like, 40 on him, right. but losing. You know what I'm saying? Because he didn't have the, the horses that Detroit had. But I'm just saying that's a better argument. Or And then you can go into other arguments for LeBron. It's just not based on if he's the all-time scoring leader. That that just can't be the, nope. the basis. All and right. you're right. Like, it's got to be addressed. Well, Isaiah, how much of this is your personal it's got, it's got, animus right. with Michael It's got to be there. I didn't see the, the – I don't know if Stephen A. asked him. I don't know how – you know, was that thrown out there? And Because I would – if we were doing the interview – and we were really having that. We'd have to throw that on the table oh, yeah, first. Absolutely. How much does this hurt you? How much does this play into the way you see him or whatever? And then go from there. And if he right. can make a compelling argument, I'm not saying he doesn't have a he can't make an argument, but for him to say that when Kareem gets passed in the all time league score, that's it. And LeBron really? That's it? Right. Right. Cause okay. like you said, you could say Carl Malone was was the number the, the two second, all time. Third right. greatest player ever. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I come oh, to you, Pastor, Re- Pastor Chris Broussard. I know you gave a this sermon last week. This is not planned. This is not planned. I know nothing of this. No, not at all. But I start this. I want you to listen, and I want you. To, I want to get your forgiveness. But I'm going to start this out. Forgive me, Father, for I have <laughs> sinned. Were you Catholic? You were. No, that, I wasn't. But I'm stealing. I, was, it. I know. I grew up Catholic. Yes, I used to I'm, do I'm that. I'm Baptist, but I, this is a confessional. <laughs> all right. So I'm. I'm gonna, all right. I'm going to be you Catholic. When okay. I hear what your issue is, I'll give you your penance like right. a Catholic priest. Exactly. And, you know, the year started, and I wanted to live a clean and prosperous and life without sin. And for me, the sin that was deep in me is the spending sin. Mm. Things mattered more than friends and life and myself. I just wanted to accumulate stuff. Mm. And I kept going out and accumulating sneakers, shoes, 
Designer jeans. $400 shirts. <laughs> I said to myself, to the man upstairs, I can't live like this anymore. I need to cleanse myself. I need to get back to basics. Thank you, Jesus! So, Chris, you know I vowed to the Odd Couple listening audience, to you, Rob G., everybody, that I was not going to buy anything this year. I said to the man upstairs... You did, my son. You did. I don't need anything. I have everything I want. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Everything. I'm healthy. I have a great job, friends, everything, great family. Good. I don't need anything. I just wanted to live a clean, healthy, financially fiscal, smart life. I caved. What? I sinned. Thank you, Jesus. I get down on my hands and knees and... Pray for forgiveness. Please, Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. Today, Pastor Chris Boussard, I went to Hidden Soul. Oh, my. And I could not help myself. I was not going to buy any more Jordans. (laughs) Obi told me, don't do it. He owns the store. He th- don't do it, Rob. Like a bartender refusing to, to serve you a drink, Chris. But I said, Obi, I have to have these. Wow. Red and white Jordans, the Cardinals that came out. Chris, you know which one I'm talking about? Are those Five. the ones Eminem wore? Oh. At the All-Star? Yeah, I had to have them. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Good. Have you, Okay. Okay, son. Now we we gonna go along with this. Since you you want to do it in a Catholic confession, I've been to many of those. Um, and it's a there's a door like a little window. Right. You don't see me. I see you. You don't see me, but I'm the Father. And I need to give you your penance. So your sin, son, is that you went and you bought a pair of Jordans. I need to give you your penance. I did today. I did. Have you worn them yet, son? No, I have not. I'm going to wear them tomorrow. Do I, could, you, do I can't you resist. still have the box? Yes, I still okay. have the box. Let me give you your penance, son. Oh, oh. you have you have no. gone astray. All right. First of all, I want you to say ten Hail Marys. Hail Mary. Hail Mary. And, and five. No. Hail the, the Mary. Whole, the whole Ooh, prayer. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And and in fact, since you think it's funny, say the whole rosary. All right, man. <laughs> Secondly, I have gotten sources that say you do a lot more than buy sneakers. <laughs> you be going to those houses of ill repute, and that is worse than buying a pair of Michael Jordan sneakers. So stop that, too. Be responsible with your money. Be a good steward of your money. And don't throw it up in the air at <laughs> naked women. And then finally... Send your Jordans, put them in the box, and send them to Chris Broussard. <laughs> no! And cleanse yourself! No! 
I got to say thanks to Jesus. You knew I was going to do it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Sixers are up 51-46 on Minnesota. It's at Minnesota. Um, You know, so far so good. I'm going to read you a few stats. Uh, Joel Embiid, one for seven. Wow. Okay. 12.6 rebounds. And he's been doing damage from the line. He's nine for 10 from the free throw line. But he's one for seven from the floor. James Harden has 11 points. He's three of five from the floor. He's got three assists and three rebounds. No. And Tyrese Maxey, they're getting him involved. He's got 12 points himself, five of eight from the floor. So he's taking the most shots. What's interesting to me is that they're playing Harden off the ball a lot. And who's handling the ball? I don't have He's handled it some, but Maxey's handled it. And uh, Embiid has still been out like at the top of the three-point line quite a bit okay. and on the perimeter quite a bit. So I think, you know, obviously Doc Rivers kind of feeling things out, but I get what he's trying to do is keep everybody involved and try to establish, probably try to establish ball movement and not just harden over dribbling. And again, sometimes he's handling the ball, but the challenge is, is harden going to be able to like, be at his best or even close in that role. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got Harden off the ball and he's not able to do the things that really make him a superstar, then is it? are you getting the benefit of having James Harden? That's a question. No, you're not. Right? Because that's not who he is. Right. Right. I mean, that's always the hard part, Chris, is, is uh, and we could go back to Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook is nice, but then you're asking him not to be Westbrook to do something right. else. Exactly, and and there's and no that's way he can be himself is. with the Lakers right now. No. There's no way, and so you're going to get a lesser Westbrook. Um, it's just a matter of can the other two carry him now. Harden, I think what you got to do is keep the ball in his hands, but have him make quicker decisions. You know, like not pound it as much and dribble it as much. I think he's just got to make quicker decisions. But he's your best playmaker. He's your best passer. And if you can get him making quick decisions, then I think, you know, that can be effective. But we'll see. But that's how it is. But, Rob, here's the question I want to ask you. Uh, I think this time in Philadelphia with James Harden is legacy-defining for him. And, look, he's obviously already made top 75 and deservedly so. He is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and deservedly so. And I think he's an all-time elite scorer and pass, one of the few guys that I think is all-time elite in both categories. You got Magic, you got, I'm not Magic, you got Oscar Robertson, you got LeBron, you got Larry Bird. Just a a very short list of guys that I, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. have been elite at both of those things, playmaking and scoring. Um. So, in a sense, of course, his legacy is set. But, Rob, when we think about Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Stockton Malone, Elgin Ben, like, of course we give them props as the awesome players that they were. Because they were. Like, Charles Barkley and all those guys were fantastic. But soon after we mention their name, Rob, and sometimes it's mentioned as 
the greatest players never to win a ring. Right. right? Yep, like, absolutely. that's always near the top. You know what I'm saying? That they didn't win a ring. And I think Harden obviously could be in that group, but it could be even worse if he doesn't win it. Because for, and I'm going to give you three reasons why, and then I'll turn the floor over to you. Number one, he uh, played with so many great players. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, I get it, was short, but still. He, they played with him, and he forced his way out. So Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard in his prime, and now it'll be Joel Embiid. That's a lot of, of Hall of Famers that you got to play with and still couldn't deliver a ring. Number two, we've seen Harden falter in big moments. Rob, in his last eight elimination games, he's one in seven. He shot 39% from the floor, 23% from three, and averaged six turnovers a game. And it's had some real stinkers in those games. Oh, a 12 turnover game, uh, a two for 10 or two for 11 game against San Antonio. Like, you, I don't care if you go two for 28, but when you're the guy, you got to shoot more than 11 times. And that showed he just kind of froze up. And so there's that. And then the third thing is the fact that he sulked and pouted his way out of two situations. One of them, when you had Kevin Durant. Right. Like, if you're James, Rob, if I'm James Harden and I'm one of the best players to ever lace him up and I look across the locker room and I see Kevin Durant, I think we got a chance. I, we, that's I'm what, sorry. That's the, you know I look what I'm at, that's the way I look at it, too. There, Absolutely. Like, I chance. get it. You miss Kyrie. I wanted Kyrie back and all that. But if I see him and I know what I can do, I think we got a chance. And, and Chris, I, I think he was short-sighted in if he just read the tea leaves, you know the last six weeks or whatever – Things have improved in the country with the COVID, Chris. Do you remember what right. it was around Christmas and after you know after Christmas and the New Year? Yep. It was it was it was bad. I'm telling I you, how many you. how I many stories? He, I think he jumped ship too quick. Right? He's like in he a good situation, but I think he was in a better one. Right, but he didn't read the tea leaves. Like this nope. is, this was going to get better, not worse, and it was getting better before he went into his funk and decided that this was it. Um, I'm with you. This is important for him, not just because uh, he didn't win, he, he, the potential of not winning, Chris. It's because of the behavior of how he got out of these situations. Mm. And mm. when you do that and just say, I, I mean, like his worst case scenario is that the Nets win a championship with Ben Simmons. Like, that's his worst-case scenario. And, and they don't he win. never wins one, right. Exactly. That win. would be, like, the worst. You're right. Uh, so that's on the table. And if he wins, all bets are off. Then, then he cements himself. He's good to go. Right. But he's got to win. Otherwise, people will look at him. And your other point about all the great players that he played with is legit. There aren't that many guys who have played with that many talented players of that caliber. I mean, it just hadn't happened. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things, Rob, and 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 I don't think, Rob, I feel like as time goes on, Patrick Ewing's, he's obviously his legacy, he's a Hall of Famer, all that, top 50, top 75. But I do feel like people, 
don't really understand how great he was. 100%. You know well, what I mean? Like, the yep. more we get away from it, the lower he drops in the center rankings and all that stuff. And people Patrick don't Ewing how was great phenomenal, he was. Chris. And I got a chance to cover him when I covered the Knicks up close. So, I, you right. know what I mean? Like, I, I had a bird, bird's eye view every night. And what and you also know then, Rob, and I put this on the Knicks because we know they haven't won a title since 1973. They never put a perennial all-star around Patrick Ewing nope. when he was at his best. Never. And you got, they Chris, brought Sprewell, Latrell Sprewell, and Allen Houston later. Right. And he got hurt, unfortunately. And then, you know, so he never really got to play with them at his best. Chris, and so, think about you know, this. Oakley, we love Oak, but Oak was limited. Right. John Starks was freaking bagging groceries. He was their second best player at one point. Anthony Mason was uh, was bouncing around all these different yep. teams, and then he came yep. and 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 became something, you know, with the Knicks and Riley using him. But you're right. If you look at the rosters that were even when they got Rolando Blackman and Derek Harper, this is at the end of their careers. Yep. And there was a chance. I remember the one where they, they tried to get Isaiah, and he refused to go. You remember, Chris? What they year? Were, they, Do you remember what uh, was Detroit done? Yeah, they were done. It, it was, was the end of the Isaiah's run. career, but they wanted well, he to He probably bring wouldn't have been able to help him as much either. Right, you know? but they just figured but, like, hey, you could go. And I remember distinctly player, right. him saying, that's Patrick Ewan's team. I'm not going to New York. Right. And that was it. That's the difference back then, right? Yep. That's how it was. Everybody had their team. And that's why like all this, oh, Jordan never beat a super team. There weren't. The, the, the 80s had super teams, and obviously they came later. But during the 90s, man, it was everybody had their crew. Yep. Barkley had Phoenix, right? Ewing had New York. Jordan had Chicago. Reggie had Indiana. Isaiah had Detroit. Yep. I, Reggie had Indiana. Uh, uh, Drexler had Portland. Like, that's how it was. <laughs> and Jordan was the one. You know, and yeah, Pippen was good. And then we're not taking a break from Pippen. But all this, you know, Jordan was stacked. Stop it. He was not Stop. stacked with Bill right. Cartwright. He wasn't stacked any right more than anybody else. But, but yeah, I so I'm with you, Rob. Um, you know, it's big for James Harden.